This is Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review and Houston Round Ball Review Radio with an August 28th one-on-one podcast. In this podcast, I'm going to discuss some updates in the NBA, WNBA, NCAA, and maybe a little bit more. Here we go. Let's do this. Thursday morning, August 27th, the Houston Rockets and the Harris County Clerk Office announced that Toyota Center will serve as a voting center for the 2020 presidential general election. Toyota Center will be open to any registered voter in Harris County from October 13th to 30th, that's early voting, as well as on election day, November 3rd. Hours of of operation will run seven days a week from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Social distancing will be required, wear your mask, but go get your butt and vote. More and more polling locations are being open across Harris County for people who are registered to vote to vote. You don't have to wait to mail in your ballot. Vote in person. Wear your mask. If you don't have one, buy a mask. Find a mask. Order a mask. You can do this in person safely and securely at polling locations. You can do this. If you want to see change, you have to get off your behind and vote. Your vote does matter. Stop listening to those folks who say it doesn't count. Stop believing it to yourself that your vote doesn't matter. Vote. You can do this. Later Thursday, NBA Executive Vice President Mike Bass issued this statement regarding NBA playoff games. NBA playoff games for Thursday will not be played as scheduled. We are hopeful to resume games either Friday or Saturday. Personally, I think it's going to be Saturday, but more for Mike Bass. There is a video conference call meeting scheduled later Thursday afternoon between a group of NBA players and team governors representing the 13 teams in Orlando, along with representatives from the National Basketball Players Association and the league office and NBA Labor Relations Committee Chairman Michael Jordan to discuss next steps, end quote. Michael Jordan from reports, Taylor Rooks, Jackie McMullen. Michael Jordan has been a, a superb leader, mediator in the discussion between owners and the players. Great for Michael Jordan to take this role in his NBA career as a player. He did not do that. He would not have done this. But he's evolved, and kudos to him. You can criticize him for what he said about Republicans buy shoes to when he played for the Bulls years ago. That's in the past. All of us have to change. All of us have to learn and grow. MJ is taking a leadership role, being a mediator in these discussions between owners and players. And report according, according to Taylor Rooks, Michael Jordan is speaking to the owners first and foremost, as a black man. And that's a perspective that no other owners can relate to. So that's where it starts. You see him as a black man, a black man who owns the Charlotte Hornets. In the discussions, you know, Wednesday night, Thursday morning, discussions about um, Lakers and Clippers had voted to cancel, to, to go home, to not continue. Thursday morning, they decided as a group, all the players, 
to continue playing. I think that's best. Why continue? To continue utilizing this platform that they have, unlike folks like Kyrie Irving, who did not want the players to go to Orlando for the bubble, didn't see any point in it, thought it was some something fishy going on, as Kyrie was quoted as saying. This platform is huge. This platform led to the protest. This platform led to the strike, to the not playing of games. If there were no games taking place in Orlando, if this never would have happened from April, May, June, July, August, what would those players have done? Would those players have continued protesting? Would they be on the front lines as Andre Godala was quoted as saying? Would they have gone back to their home communities, their NBA cities, their hometowns? Would they have continued speaking truth to power? Would they have continued on those front lines? Would they go to their legislators, legislators, representatives, and speak to them and give them their demands? No, we all know that. So this platform is on the players to maximize it. What demands they want? They want voting registration drives. They want to eliminate voter suppression. Once again, I go back to what I said a few minutes ago. Your vote matters. Your vote counts. If your vote wasn't so important, why would so many folks try to take it away from you? Why do so many folks try to keep you from voting? Because they know your vote does matter. Why do certain politicians, no, all politicians, gerrymander, try to line districts to suit their own political party rather than meet with all constituents to listen to their concerns and try to meet and match those concerns. Your vote matters. It's time to hold, hell, it's past time to hold politicians of both parties accountable. Right now, a certain party with a certain man is in office. The man who lies every time he talks. And for those who don't understand that or don't, don't see it, that's your choice. The man lies every time he talks. But also, the players continuing this season, in my opinion, economics. That's a fact. The players, once again, were reminded by NBA President, Player Association President Michelle Roberts, as well as the officers of the uh, NBPA, that if the players decided not to play the remainder of the season, they could lose 25 to 30% of their salaries for next year. The league could also terminate the collective bargaining agreement and lock out the players while terms of a new collective bargaining agreement are negotiated under the economic and societal stress of this pandemic. That means you could lose next year's salary could be a 35% cut if there's if you go home now. So if your salary is cut, if you're losing money, then that's less money for you with no season to go home supposedly for some of y'all to protest for some of y'all to be on those front lines, what you say you're going to do with there's no season economics. The platform is here. Utilize it, maximize it. As John Lucas was reported as saying in the, the discussions from Wednesday night, don't F this up. Don't F up this opportunity that you have. I know it's hard. 
I know that it's hard to be away from your friends and your family for all this time to be to be locked, not locked up, but to be restricted and confined in that space in Orlando for two, three, four months. But if you you already you've been there since July. Why stop now? Why put yourself through all this that you've done so far and go home? That's what the decision, if you would have decided, if players would have decided to cancel the season, would have done. Majority of the players voted and agreed to continue the fight, to continue the struggle in Orlando. And haters are going to say, well, they're getting paid, they're getting fed great money. They are still human beings. They're still men with children, men with families that they are away from. With the playoffs starting, a few loved ones can have been invited to attend and stay in the bubble. And hopefully that will help lessen some of the loneliness and anxiety some of the players have felt being away from their families for so many weeks. According to Shams, Shams, Sharani from The Athletic, in the NBA players and, and as well as owners meeting, the players challenged owners to be proactive, not reactive, to social justice changes, create actions, not simply financial commitments. And also, the NBA and the NBPA will create a new program to work on player-created initiatives on a daily basis. The Chronicles, Jonathan Fagan wrote, I didn't see him, Tillman Fertitta was apparently on one of the uh, financial shows on CNBC, and Tillman is quoted in Fagan's article that the players, and he, Tillman agrees with the players protesting. Tillman said the players and owners are partners. 50-50, we're in this together. I was shocked to to see that coming out of Tillman's mouth. I was hard, I was glad to see it because he's correct. This is a partnership. The financial impacts of no season of the cancellation would hurt both sides, hurt the players and the owners. It would hurt the players more than the owners because most of the owners are billionaires. The players are millionaires. Losing money hurts everybody. But some folks have more money to lose and can afford losing money more than others. It will hit everyone, but the hit could be a little less if you make a lot more. Three WNBA games were also postponed on August 27th. And as the WNBA players continue discussions, this is a statement from the WNBA office. As the WNBA players continue discussions and reflections on recent events, the WNBA announced that three games, first, Chicago Sky versus the Indiana Fever, second, Dallas Wings versus New York Liberty, and third, Las Vegas Aces versus Seattle Storm, scheduled for August 27th, were postponed. Information regarding rescheduling of the games from August 27th and August 26th will be provided when available. Now I'm going to ask you to listen to some comments first from ESPN's Holly Rowe as Holly introduces Neka Ogumake, 
president of the Women's National Basketball Players Association, as NECA explains why the WNBA players continue to lead the way in protesting and demanding change. Here with Players Association President Neka Ogumake of the LA Sparks. It's important to note, Neka, that this is a movement that is unified across the league, and all of the WNBA players who are here in the bubble in Bradenton, Florida, are standing by at IMG Academy. This was the safest way to show their solidarity and unity. You are organized. I don't think we have ever seen this in sports history that an entire league is standing arm in arm together in solidarity. How beautiful is this moment for you to see the organization of these women? It's, it's, it's us. It's what we're about. It's, it's embedded in us. Um, quite frankly, you know, yesterday we had the opportunity to be a part of history. You were there, Holly. We were on this court trying to figure out what we were going to do. Um, but one thing that we all agreed on is that what we do, we do it together. And, you know, there are times in history and times like when you're when you have your platform where standing in solidarity works. And for us as women, that looks very different. Um, we wanted to stand with our brethren yesterday and we did. Uh, but we came here for a reason and that was to amplify our voices. And the only way that that happens is if we're out here. And so that's what we are here to do. We're here to recommit their game scheduled tomorrow. And that's that's what we're ready to do. Um, but that doesn't come without of course, demands of players to continue to amplify our voices in more ways than when we, than when we came here. You know, we, we realize that the work is not easy, um, but we also understand that the work is never done. And there are things that happen that just allow us times to take a moment. That's fair. We, we, we can take a moment. Um, and that moment, uh, we came together and, and we, we decided that, you know, we, we need time for ourselves to come back, regroup, and continue to amplify our voices and be there for our communities and demand change. Some college news. Yesterday, John Rothstein from CBS Sports and also Dana O'Neill from The Athletic reported the NCAA Men's Basketball Oversight Committee is eyeing two start dates for the 2020-2021 season, November 25th and December 4th. O'Neill added, quote, a hard push to go earlier and take advantage of vacated college campuses, end quote, earlier, referring to the November 25th start date. Quoting from Dan Gavitt, NCAA Senior VP of Men's Basketball, the focus is on those two dates but more likely the earlier one, though we're not quite there yet. According to Dana O'Neill, one idea, and this caught my eye, one idea that is gaining steam would be almost to reverse the traditional order of games. Rather than start with non-conference games, the season would begin with league contests, conference games, the holiday break used to play as many conference games as possible, particularly those that require more travel. After January, teams could conceivably finish out league play as well as schedule non-conference games that are easily reached by bus and require little travel. So just flip-flopping uh, the season. Have conference games first, then non-conference games at the end. If non-conference games happen 
that would help the metrics. That would help the selection committee get a better overall idea <clears throat> to utilize the net NCA's evaluation tool to help determine the at-large teams for the NCA tournament. Because never forget, this is all about bubbles, pods, earlier starts, later starts, playing in pods, playing in, in uh, bubbles <clears throat> to have an NCA tournament next year in 2021. <clears throat> NCA cannot go two straight years without an NCA tournament. Too much money is at stake. Too much money is at stake. That's reality. That's not that's not being cold and crass. That's reality. It, it's too much money for everybody, for all the NCAA Division One schools who are impacted by the financial cash cow of the tournament. So we're looking forward to the NCAA, what the committees decide. They're going to announce in September, mid-September, what date they do agree upon, start date, and then practice dates for teams to return to campuses, begin working out. But one of the things that a November 25th or December 4th start date would have a direct impact on the Pac-12 member schools. Because earlier in August, Pac-12 presidents announced winter sports such as basketball would not begin until January 2021. However, John Wilner from the Bay Area Sports Group and Matt Norlander from CBS Sports reported Thursday that the Pac-12 may backtrack that decision based on whatever, what the NCAA's timetable uh, is determined to be, as well as, as long as improvements in protocols and procedures regarding speed and accuracy of medical testing and, of course, lower COVID-19 positive test results. So Pac-12 coaches, Pac-12 ADs were kind of blindsided by the announcement that winter sports will not begin until January. So they are hopefully, they are in discussions. They're all in agreement. They won non-conference games in December, November, late November, December. They know the importance and value of games in December. So based on the NCA's announcement of when the season starts, the NCAA, the presidents of Pac-12 could use that announcement and say, well, based on the decision made by the NCA and announced by the NCA, we have decided to change our initial announcement for winter sports, such as basketball, to not take place until January. And we are in agreement with the announcement and decision made by the NCA, and we have decided to make a change and follow the NCA in this announcement. That's going to happen. Update. On the 17-year-old shooter in Kenosha, Wisconsin. <clears throat> I really don't like li giving his name. I gave his name a platform on my August 27th pla uh, podcast. But uh, that, that young man, that 17-year-old, was charged Thursday with six counts, inclu including two homicide charges in a criminal complaint accusing him of killing two people. And I'm going to 
give the names of the two people he killed because they deserve more attention than he does. The two people were Joseph Rosenbaum, 36, and Anthony Huber, 26. So that 17-year-old has been charged with six counts, including two homicide charges. And of course, keep in mind that 17-year-old walked around Kenosha, Wisconsin with a AR-15 rifle. Keep in mind that 17-year-old is a Caucasian teenager. Walked around near police. No problems. No concerns. And you can say, oh, well, Wisconsin is an open carry state. That hasn't stopped police from killing black people who are armed in, in open carry states. John Crawford in Ohio. Two Americas. It exists every day. Some of y'all choose to ignore it. Some of y'all don't like to hear that. Some of y'all saying, KG, six sports. My mind is broad enough that I can discuss a lot of topics quite well and quite eloquently. So I'm not going to just stick to sports. Going to uh, wrap it up. At some point, game five of the Rockets OKC series will take place. When it does, it's a possibility Russell Westbrook will play in game five. He was going to try to play in game five um, Wednesday. He's going to give his quadriceps muscle a test during the pregame warm-ups to see how it felt and see if he's good to go and possibly play in game five. So uh, another day or two or three of rest and recovery and healing, Russ might play in game five. And his return would be a, a huge positive for the Rockets and improve their chances of winning the series. series is currently tied 2-2. So we shall see when it does take place. I'll have my write-up and recap of the game posted on my website, HoustonRoundBallReview.com, as well as the HRR.com. I'll have video um, comments, video um, coverage from the post games posted on my YouTube channel at Houston Round Ball Review, as well as Twitter, my Twitter handle at the T H E H R Review. T H E H R R E V I E W V H R review on Twitter. Also post a few clips probably on my Instagram account as well, which is Houston round ball review. Going to wrap it up. As you know, listeners, you can catch my, uh, more of my one-on-one podcasts and also my interview podcasts on podcast platforms such as Apple podcasts, iHeartRadio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn, as well as on the Houston Roundball Reviews radio station at roundballreviewradio.airtime.pro. And don't want to leave this out. I uploaded to my YouTube channel. The interview is already posted and available on the podcast platforms, but I uploaded my interview on YouTube with Rossi Karen of U Sports Group. You can go listen to it. I'm slowly but surely joining the video uh, revolution of interviews, conference calls, etc., and uploading them in video format. I'm still an audio guy, kind of an old school guy in that way, but the video formats on YouTube, 
as well as links to it posted on my Twitter account. But you can go see, see what it looked like. If you haven't seen me already, if you don't know me, see what it looked like. You can see Rossi and I discussing his plans. So he has two college double hitter events planned, one in November, one in December, as well as a, a proposal for 20 to as many as 32 teams participating in a safe and secure environment in Houston in sort of a bubble type setting where the 20 teams be two divisions of 10 would play their non-conference games amongst those participants. So Rossi discusses in the interview that um, it's fluid. It is based on what the NCAA announces in September. So the decision to go and have the conference games take place first and non-conference games last, which non-conference, that would be in 2021 at the end of this season, that would definitely have an impact on Rossi. So we didn't discuss that because that, that suggestion had not come out as of the time of our interview. But um, listen to it. Go to Houston Round Bar View on YouTube and watch the interview. I'll do a few more of them in the future. Uh, more audio than video, but I am going to evolve and post more of my interviews with basketball people, writers, coaches on YouTube. So more and more, I'll uh, show my face and my bald, shiny bald head on my YouTube channel. I'm Chris Gardner of the Houston Round Ball Review. Visit my website at HoustonRoundBallReview.com and also VHRR.com for articles and links to my podcasts and videos. While you're at my site, please support me, the HRR, by contributing via PayPal, or you can use the Cash App. My account on Cash App is my name, Christopher Gardner, K-R-I-S-T-O-P-H-E-R-G-A-R-D-N-E-R. You can also sign up via links on my site and get the Disney Bundle, streaming platform, streaming services, programming, shows. The bundle includes Disney+, Plus, ESPN+, Plus, and Hulu. You save 25% when you bundle all three. I have the bundle. I am also a customer. But when, when you sign up via the links posted on my site, I do earn a commission. The popular anime series One Punch Man is available on Hulu as part of this package. The Houston Round Ball Review has been around since 1994. Houston Round Ball Review Radio is another avenue for me to share news and info with you. Remember, the Houston Round Ball Review, local name, national perspective. Thank you for your time. Take care.